I did I see you on Friday? Yeah. I nice see you again. Uh, um, you too. <laughs> um, what's it called? I won't tell. No leaks. What? Oh, wait. I won't say anything. Did you see? Did I you see, see, but I, I can't okay, say. Okay, yeah, you can't say. <laughs> we saw. Okay, yeah. Um. Podcast listeners, you and I, we're tied together. Don't you see? We're your friends at the Gotham Chronicle podcast powered by the BatmanUniverse.net. I'm Josh and joining me is... Jan. This is Don. <laughs> and like, what was that cake that like Alfred thought that Jeremiah baked or something like? I have no idea. So, I don't know. It's like, and Jeremiah left us here with a cake. It's a yummy cake. Mm. And grilled cheese and like strawberry sandwich or like whatever that was. I think it was but, a pickle. Say what? I think it was some sort of pickle. Yeah, I, I remember it was like grilled cheese and like something that like does not go with grilled cheese. And people on Reddit were like, oh my God. We're going to try that right now. You know, when I was watching it again um, in the way that I watched it, I, I, I couldn't make out what, it, what he was – what was in that sandwich. Um, but like Z Chun, the guy who wrote this episode, he like said on Twitter, I don't go to Gotham Reddit very often, but when I do, it's threads like this. And he posted like a screen cap of like someone did like a 10-paragraph essay about like the pickle grilled cheese sandwich. And he was like, that's some prose right there. <laughs> so – so we're so we're here to talk about uh, episode seven of season five, Ace Freaking Chemicals. Um, yes, the, the word "freaking" is in there. So, whew. Um, Alfred is missing. Bruce is looking for him, and um, Celine. I'm, I'm I'm trying to how how would it, how would I organize this recap? I guess I'll just go. Uh, there's really three plot lines here, I guess, but like the two of the plot lines are like really closely connected. So uh, Bruce follows the tunnel to Wayne Manor and uh, Jeremiah's there with um, a fake Thomas and a fake Martha Wayne and a hypnotized Alfred because they're going to recreate uh, the pilot episode of Gotham, including scenes that we never saw of Bruce eating a much talked about grilled cheese sandwich. When I say much talked about, like because we had a whole like debate about what it was that I don't know if I'm going to edit it out or not. And there was like entire multiple Reddit threads about like this food. So there's that. And a very, very like, oh, that was so cold scene where like Jeremiah's like, oh, I almost forgot. And like puts the pearls on like the fake Martha Wayne. And I was like, you son of a bitch. That's cold. (laughs) Screw you, Jeremiah. But he says, you know, this was the most important day of your life. And I was not there for it, so we need to fix that. (laughs) Shipper. (laughs) So uh, they... um, (laughs) So Jeremiah takes the fake Waynes out of there, and Bruce and Alfred have to leave Wayne Manor before it blows up, because that's the last that, like, we are going to see of Wayne Manor the entire series. It's gone. It it, it CGI'd itself, blew up, boom. Uh So Bruce goes to... um, it's the did they did they call it the Monarch Theater in this? Yeah, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he I remember because I just watched it. He goes to the Monarch Theater to watch 
Jeremiah awesomely recreate like you know Zoro, complete with Echo like doing like a Spanish like dance in the background. Um, and it leads to a fight in Crime Alley where uh, <laughs> he's like, "You think that like if you kill two strangers, it's going to bond me for life?" He's like, "Oh, I already killed them in off panel land. Instead, I have from another plot line, you know." Commissioner Gordon, who's the man who's been like a second father to you, and Lee, someone who you shared three scenes with this entire like say season. Yeah, <laughs> that was your dear, dear, dear friend, Lee Tompkins. Yeah, okay. Yeah, even Cameron Mon again like struggled to uh, struggle with that. <laughs> I can even tell that like. What'd you say, Jan? That made sense considering. Yeah, if if this was the... We'll, we'll have a talk about that, but man, like, they did their best with that line. Oh, uh, did they? <laughs> uh, it leads to an epic fight where Selena, who shows up from her plot line, goes to help. How the heck did she know where to go? Who knows? Um, <laughs> and it leads to Ace Chemicals, oh, where all... I told her. Say what? What'd you say? Um, Alfred told her. No, he didn't. He said, um, Jeremiah's alive and, and, and Master B needs your help against him. And she like, just like leaves. And I'm like, you don't know where they are. Alfred didn't tell her. <laughs> Alfred didn't tell her where to go. Uh, I thought he did. They were, she was bound by the red ribbon of love. Yeah, <laughs> she has like a, a spider tracer on him or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which one a freaking Miles Morales and his movie won? I was about to say he won a freaking Oscar tonight, which is awesome. So Bruce is like Jeremiah. Instead of this fight, let's go back into the theater and let's all watch into the Spider Verse. And they do. And Jeremiah is like, "Wow, Bruce, this is bonding me even more than killing your friends. Are we best friends now?" And Bruce said, this movie is so good. I think we are. And then they sing Sunflower, and it fades to black. (laughs) (laughs) And Gord's like, it is insane. I do. (laughs) Uh, But the fight takes them to Ace Chemicals, where uh, (laughs) Jeremiah, like, gets mad that Bruce is, like, rejecting his friendship. And he falls into a giant vat of CGI, I mean, acid. (laughs) more on that later and he's he's fished out which like i I wonder who fished him out because he couldn't have been in there for very long otherwise like he would have died but uh, it kind of looks like he disintegrates and like because he messed up remember because of his brother's chemicals so he could he's hurt physically he was but like he was like his skin was like burnt to a crisp so like but he but he was still alive so it's like how long was he in there and who fished him out <coughs> so uh bruce and selena like look over jeremiah's charred body on the hospital they're like huh that's the last we'll see of him until the series finale uh the other plot line with that is um while gordon is investigating um you know this whole ace chemicals thing because they they find like the actors that jeremiah used for this and he's like a mustache but it's fake and he like looks at the camera like i know a thing or two about mustaches people have been asking me to have one since the first episode (laughs) (laughs) it's like there's z's on them z for zaz no chemicals aren't his style so 
he investigates and they're like, these people were from the narrow. So therefore like, we must ask Lee about this. And, uh, when he shows up at Lee, Oh my gosh, both girls, his, uh, both of his ex fiancés are talking because Barbara's like, I want you to be my OB. Uh, is it OBGYN? Obstetrician slash gynecologist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Lee rightfully says you are freaking crazy. You've tried to kill me, like, before. And I love, like, Barbara's response just because of the way she delivers the line. She's like, that was years ago. Like, Barbara's like, oh, my God. Like, just the attitude and how she delivers that line. Like, oh, my gosh, you're still on this? I'm so over that. It's like, <laughs> try and kill someone a few times. Okay, but whatever. Say what? Nothing. <laughs> I said I'm so over her existing, but whatever. <laughs> so is Gordon, because he like he's like very mean. She's like, Do you think I'm gonna make a bad mother? And Gordon's like, Well she like storms <laughs> he's off. Wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong, but you don't I, I don't know if I would say that to the mother of my child. I I I, I, I was like, <laughs> Dude, you would like you wouldn't tell someone like if you're having this baby, I'm gonna take it away from you because fuck that, you can't raise a child properly. People do it every day. Just because someone carries a baby to term doesn't mean they can raise it properly. Have you seen all the shit Barbara's done over the years? She's super selfish, and of course he's gonna be like you're gonna be a terrible mom. Just because you can make a baby doesn't mean you can like raise one. That's we'll like, oh, yeah, I'm the father of this baby. No, you are the sperm donor of this baby. Your it's your involvement <laughs> in this ended the moment you put your pants back on. I was like, what an image of that. Actually, I was so creative. My pants never even came off during the homeless sex. She's like, yes, I know, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly. Like so how- there's. There's some uncomfortableness there, and uh, uh, so Jim and Lee uh, go on their investigation, and Jim's like, about this whole Barbara thing, and Lee's like, oh my god, please shut up right now. (laughs) And thankfully they're distracted by an ambush at Ace Chemicals by everyone's favorite villain from season three, Jervis Tech, who actually like references like the season three episode. He's like, Oh, Jim Gordon and Lee, the person who he told me to shoot at that one tea party. That was so long ago. And, uh, like, yeah, that was like the Valerie Vale days or something. So, uh, Valerie Vale. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and that was back when Lee was with, you know, Mario, which when Gordon remembers that it gets him into the Popeye rage, he needs to like fight off some of those ace chemicals people. But unfortunately they're still tied up and hypnotized, which does lead back into the, um, (coughs) Jeremiah and Bruce plotline where they're set up as the parents. But at the end they have like a talk where Lee's like, what was it you were trying to tell me before? And he's like, uh, (laughs) I don't know. I guess I'm sorry about that like stuff. And it's all weird. And, they have a slap kiss moment and Lee mentions, you know, like what if we hadn't lost our baby, but I guess, uh, let's just think about the future. So they're, they're together. And that's another discussion point to unpack. <laughs> Thank God. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Worst episode ever. Actually, I love this episode so much, but <laughs> 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 the, the, the third plot line is uh, 
Penguin and Selena working together to try and find a way out of Gotham. And Selena just like decide like she's going to betray the Penguin with Barbara because they actually are mad about killing Tabitha, which I am glad they brought that up because that did like tick me off the last episode where she's like eating cereal like you kill Tabitha. Why should I trust you? Because. Oh, okay then. All right, let's work yeah. together. And then she says to Barbara, like, no one wants to kill Tabitha more than me. But, you know. No, no one wants to kill Penguin more than me. She or a terror Penguin. No one wants to avenge Tabitha by killing Penguin more than me. her up and kill her again. <laughs> so, uh, because Selena betrays um, Oswald, Oswald goes to his uh, other BFF, uh, Nigma, and they're going to build a submarine to get out of there. And Barbara shows up like to kill uh, <laughs> to kill Penguin, and and Nigma's like she's <laughs> pregnant, and she's like, "How the frick do you possibly know that? Don't you see you're glowing?" And like Barbara checks her hand, she's like, "No, I lost that power last season." <laughs> and uh, she realizes though that something is jamming her gun, and she can't kill Oswald. Something to borrow from Donovan, like on a different podcast years ago, it's called the plot. So. <laughs> she's like why can't i kill you something's stopping me like and i love Chun's pen <laughs> and i love robin lord Chell's response he's like perhaps it's because shut up okay <laughs> so she goes from wanting to kill penguin to agreeing to like go on their little submarine mission together to leave the city and uh the show ends on a comedic note of well who's the father shut up nah, yeah. nah, 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 nah. Yep. I actually, I actually laughed at that scene. Of course you did. You like stuff like that, but like I said, it defeats the talk the entire the entire episode. <laughs> so Ace Chemicals. Oh boy, this is um this is a big one. This is a lot to unpack. I also have some stories about uh, the filming of this episode and uh, some behind the scenes stuff that Donovan and I saw later that were allowed to vaguely talk about without attributing the all right um so this episode uh <laughs> uh jan you can you can give your overall third first if you want i thought this episode was amazing because it like really highlighted the obsession that the joker has with batman and that is something that has gone on for a very long time over various story arcs and especially highlighted in the uh, arc death of the family um I do like that they completely reinforced, like, from the very beginning, he said, you are my very best friend since the very beginning. And then he kept trying and trying, and then he realized it wasn't going to work, so he tried something else. And the fact that he was all like, oh my god, yes, I am going to become your enemy. Because, you know, hate is on the other side of love, so that's like when you hate somebody, you can actually wrap your whole life around that person. So he did a smart thing there. As for the Lee Jim thing, I was like, oh, thank God, this is back. And then I was like, why is Barbara still breathing? Uh, and then you had the Penguin and Ed thing, which was kind of like, I did like their scene together alone, not so much their scenes with anybody else. And of course, my Bat Cat is heavily reinforced here. It was a good back cat episode. It really was. I, I was like, Aah! I had a lot of feelings. And it's a good uh, kind of like follow up to Selena saying, I didn't do anything when your parents died in the pilot. Because here's like the situation's recreated and Selena does do something now. Yes. 
And, and it was extra fun because Bruce still couldn't do anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Jim and Lee were still alive. It, well, we'll talk about it when we get there. Yeah. Don? I liked it. Um, I think Jan points out something that like really uh, kind of sums up my thoughts on my, my overall thoughts. I don't really have any complaints, but it's more of observations. But she says that this episode perfectly encapsulates the dynamic between Batman and the Joker. She brings up death of the of the family and his obsession. This, this actually is actually yeah, it is a lot like death of the family. Like a lot of this crap is pretty much what he did in that storyline by Scott Snyder. Um. We can get we can get into like the meat of that plot because it's kind of the, over, the overall summary, but I think that like um, this episode's eyes were bigger than its stomach in some ways, but it's still a good episode. Uh, I really like I, I really liked. Um, uh, let's see, what, what, what do I want to say that that's not been said yet? Um, okay. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll mention this briefly. Matt Hatter's in this episode. Probably my- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I talked about. Oh god. Probably my least favorite villain in the entire show. I saw someone on Twitter, a Gotham stan, say they nailed the Matt Hatter, and like showing like you know oh, a god. picture of the actor, then a picture of the comic character, as though that 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 bridges a gap. Um, and I thought to myself, well, you know what? He's not a million miles away from Mad Hatter. I can't say that like he's not accurate. It's just I I never liked the writing of the character. And I, what I, what can I can say positive about that is that like he's only in this episode for like two scenes, and he's doing you know the bare minimum. So that was good. So this what, one thing this episode does well is that like they utilize Mad Hatter in a way which is fine and not grating on my ass. But this is a good episode. We can definitely get into certain parts later uh, further. I liked um, this episode a lot. It was my favorite of the season. And it was written by uh, Z-Chun, who did my favorite episode last season, which was One Bad Day. Which I think I said about One Bad Day was, like, one of my favorite episodes of the series. Like, because, like, it, it's, like, up there with, like, the pilot Penguin's Umbrella and uh, that Carnival episode for me. He does all the episodes where he basically looks at the comics and puts them on the on the screen. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and 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 it's funny because like you guys keep on mentioning like uh, death of the family, where I have like a different reaction to this because I feel like because the Joker's knowledge of Batman's identity is more uh, vague in the comics, where like he knows, but does he know? Does he like this is the type of story like in all of the like eighty years of Batman and Joker comics, this is the type of story that has not been told, where like the Joker wants to recreate everything about the night that Bruce Wayne's parents died. And I was like, this is a Batman Joker story that has never been told before, but it feels so right. Like this feels like a natural choice for a Batman and Joker story and everything about it, like him, like putting the pearls on her, like a freaking son of a bitch to borrow from Ben McKenzie. Like, Oh, that was, uh, that was something else and i like the humor on gotham because well granted i've been making fun of the show since season one so like i like i like the show when they're able to make fun of themselves a little bit too so i did like some of the humor with the barbara scenes uh (coughs) and just like some of the choices that they made it was uh, we'll get into it in the beat by beat and uh um 
I guess this is a good place to tell this story real quickly before we go to the beat by beat. But they were filming this episode during New York Comic Con. Um, so I was a bit salty at the beginning of New York Comic Con because there was a Gotham press opportunity I'm not going to get into that uh, I was supposed to be at. But the invitation got lost in the mail, as they say. So I was a bit like salty about that. So I was walking. Uh, I was supposed to meet for dinner a friend one night, I, a friend who was actually an extra on the show for the first three seasons, just like I was telling you about, Tom. Uh, but he canceled. So um, we were just going to do it different night but i was so i was just like walking through the city and i knew that they were filming that night so i was like curious so like i knew kind of like where it was going to be i wasn't planning on like crashing the party or anything like that but um i saw a few of the props like um the uh the newspaper that says like thomas and martha wayne murdered i tagged texted you guys at the time the uh the truck with all the rockets on it and uh, and then leaning up against it was like Echo's stunt double and like Selena's stunt double, and like I think Gordon's stunt double might have been there. I don't remember. And I was like, okay, cool. Time for me to go back to my subway. Um, you know, like I saw this. This was nice. So I started walking, uh, trying to find like an entrance to the subway. And I'm a tourist. I don't know New York. And I turned a corner, and I thought I was like kind of out from where they were filming, but. Uh, <laughs> This guy says to me, um, like, uh, this cop, he sees me looking around. And this is a real cop, not like an Alex or a Gotham cop. He looks at my Batman shirt. He's like, you're wearing a Batman shirt and you're in Gotham right now. And I'm like, what? And then I turn around and I see, like, the camera crew. Like, they're set up in the crime alley place where, like, uh, Jeremiah had Gordon and Lee. And they were, like, filming. Yeah, they were filming that part. And I was like, oh, cool. Um, I took a picture of the alley. Um, I've, I've posted some of this on Facebook since then. Um, people who are friends with me on Facebook. And I posted it on Twitter, too. Now. <laughs> Don't die, please. Yeah, I saw Jeremiah's stunt double, um, which I didn't post a picture of at the time. But I did, like, now that the episode's aired. Because I didn't want to spoil the fact that, like, he's pretty much, like, wearing a Joker costume. Uh, so that was... <laughs> That was pretty cool. And I also saw David and Cameron. I forgot about that. Cause like before, um, before I started walking back to the subway, I went inside like a store and David was like in the store, like between takes, like, uh, shopping for clothes or something. I don't remember what he was doing in there. Um, and it was him and his mom. And I think their dog was there too. He always has that dog starlet with him. And I, oh yeah, yeah. He, he, he takes his dog with him to all the conventions and like on the Gotham set all the time. Um, and we, I had just interviewed him like two weeks before in Tampa. So like we took a quick selfie and when I like left the store, (coughs) I still have that horrible cough from like the last two episodes. Uh, when I left the store, Cameron was like walking to like film her scene and I was like, Hey Cameron. And like, I like waved to her, like tried to give her a fist bump, but like, she was like, basically she wasn't being rude, but it was one of those situations where like. She was walking. She was with people. She couldn't really, like, break her stride to, like, stop and talk. So she, like, kind of made friendly eye contact and kept going. And when I interviewed her, like, two days, like, later at uh, the New York Comic Con press thing, she's like, oh, yeah, I saw you Friday. Good to see you. Yeah. And then I joked, like, don't worry. I won't leak what I saw, which I'm doing now. But the episode already aired. So who cares? (laughs) I kept the Jeremiah picture of myself. So that was pretty cool. I got to see... uh, um, them on location, 
you know, uh, doing this episode. So that was one reason why this one was special for me. Uh, so getting into the, epi- I guess let's talk about the Jeremiah thing first. Um, uh, Don, you know, you can start if you have anything on that. Okay. Well, I thought of my brother about this and that like, uh, this, you know, Cameron Monaghan really hyped up this on social media saying that he, after five years, he really feels that he's done everything he wanted to do with the Joker character. You know, um, I think he looks fantastic in this episode. I think he acts fantastic. I think that he's um, delivered elements of the Joker that uh, that I think we all wanted to see. Um, without getting too wacky, you know, um, both with between Jeremiah and Jerome. Um, I think this is also the most sort of, like, proto-romantic he gets with Bruce. Because there's always that, that, like, you know kind of um, shipper dynamic between Batman and the Joker anyway. And I think it's, it's kind of pushed the most here. Um, which is, which is, which is fun. My thing is that like, and this, this, this is an element I was thinking about most because, because we've talked about before, like, you know, well, why is he so obsessed with the, or I've said, I've asked, why is he so obsessed with Bruce? And well, he said he's his best friend from last season. Um, and I realize it's not so much that, like, I don't know why it is, because it did explain why it is. You know, he, he sees Bruce as his best friend. Um, that was late last season, uh, where that character was, was kind of hastily introduced. Uh, th- I think that, like, I'm not as standing this episode, because it feels more like a fan service kind of thing than, like, a natural progression point. And there's nothing wrong with fan service. I'm not necessarily saying, and for that it sucks. Um, I, I actually really like the final fight in that how the colors are right out of Killing Joke. Those sort of like really warm, popping pinks and 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 like reds and greens and stuff like that looked like Brian Bolland's or I said he didn't color it, but like that looked like John Higgins' colors from the Killing Joke comic book. So I thought that was really cool. Um, but the whole thing about you know, uh, you know, I'm the answer to your your whole life's question. Without me, you're just a joke without a punchline and. And like, you know, oh, you mean nothing to me. It, I, I can't get beyond the fact that it doesn't feel it's been properly led up to that. Because, yeah, it's, that's great for Batman and the Joker. They have decades, literally almost, literally 80 years of history. And here, it's like a guy he met, like, probably less than a year ago. <laughs> and, um... Even throughout the whole thing, most of the great episodes of Gotham are between Bruce and the, Vale- the Valeskas. Like, one of my favorite episodes is in season three, during that Funhouse thing. I think this was season three. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, uh, is it Gordon who punches his face off? Gordon punches his face yeah. off, but they have that, like, yeah. Enter, the, Enter the Dragon style fight sequence in the Hall of Mirrors and stuff. I love that episode. And in the last episode, you know, they did the whole killing joke thing where he ended up shooting Selena. And both of those episodes ended with, with Bruce having some sort of profound reflection. Like in the first one I mentioned, he said, I, I won't kill. And in that one, he, I, I, I always remember this line where he said, um, I think my, I, sometimes I wonder if my parents' death have driven me insane. And I thought those were really good character points for him. In this episode, he doesn't really have much to say. He's, made, he's, he's saying, I know you're trying to manipulate me and you know you can't control me and you mean nothing to me. And I'm not necessarily saying, well, he should, he should, you know, rip his face off or whatever, but, like, I don't know if he's at all changed or affected by this episode, by, by the end of this, which is, which is why I mean to say this is, feels like fan service. It's, it's a lot of fun to see 
Cameron Monaghan just go buck wild and invoke all that crazy stuff. And it is a crazy scheme. Um, so it's it's fun to watch and I enjoy it. And it's very, very well acted. I just think that it's it's them trying to do a big Batman-Joker fight um, but you're kind of cheating it by, by kind of cheating to get to the finish line, which is why I'm not calling this like the best episode of the season or, or, or series. It's a good one, but like I'm just not there. I'm just not there because it feels more like wouldn't this be fun rather than this is how it was always going to end up. At least, at least at this point in the time. See your shift. Your focus is on oh, how does this advance Bruce to where he needs to be? My whole thing was like this is a really good way to showcase the Joker. So if you shift to your perspective from this being a Batman episode and him growing and become something that he already is in the show versus we get to see just how deep the Joker's obsession really runs. Like shift that. Does that change anything? No. He's also Jeremiah. He's not the Joker. He is the Joker. He's the Joker. I mean, it's like, they legally like can't say the joke. Well, I, I say legally. Like it's not like a legal thing. It's just Warner. Bro- it's a directive from like higher ups at Warner Brothers. Not like an injunction, but so they can't call him the Joker. But like for crying out loud, he's wearing the purple suit. He's like has the clown motif. So yeah, the white skin, the green well, hair. He falls into the vat of like. Real, he, he, real, real quick, why, why does he end up in these chemical plants and falling into the vat of acid when he's already bleach skin? Because everyone's so excited about that. There's like finally because the fans demanded that. it. But like, okay, why? here's the thing, guys. No one has mentioned how hard this episode basically jerked off Tim Burton. Because of- anyone. Because the Joker killed Tim Burton, or hit Tim Burton's parents. <laughs> he did. Oh my god! Why would you do that, Jack Nicholson? Call the cops. He was, he was your friend! Okay, so the Joker killed Batman's parents in the actual, like, Batman movie from the ni- 1989. Okay, no one has mentioned this. Everyone's too busy talking about, like, comics and stuff. And I, meant, I mentioned it earlier and I forgot. Like, this is like a love letter to people who just love Batman shit. That's how I feel. It is fan service. It is heavy fan service. It pulled so many things from like Tim Burton and also the comics. I mean, you had, like I said, death in the family. Um, You've had, what else was in this? There was some other stuff in here. God, what else was there? The Douglas Fairbanks Zorro. And also somebody said, who said it was like super vague? Dude, in Death in the Family, he literally goes down into the Bat Cave and also assaults Wayne Manor, and everybody's in the house in costume. He knows it's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he but kn- they still like, they, they like lose some ambiguity at the end where like Batman's like, I don't know like if he just found it from this way or that way, or like he, he attacked Alfred, which was like a very, very like direct thing. But it's still like he also talked to everybody in their like in their uh, civilian identities. But they still tried to play yeah. it fast and loose. Yeah, like they like it's like ninety nine percent like stated that like he knows, but they haven't like they're still being the vague. <laughs> Jack, that, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I agree. That's dumb. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. To me, when I read it, it didn't feel like it. To me, it felt like are we sure we killed the Joker? Not like how, like 
what I got out of Death in the Family was not anything to deal with like ambiguity though, because I was like, holy crap, he was willing to give up the entire his entire family in order to not kill this guy. <laughs> I was like, dang. And they felt that. They were like, you wouldn't kill him for us. And then they all left. It was also because like he like lied about something. Like he didn't tell them that the Joker might have known their identities or something. Like I remember not I remember they that were story mad. ended up. We talked about that a lot on TBU. Yeah, I remember like they were mad at him for supposedly keeping something from him. Them. Yeah. And I don't know how like Endgame uh resolved that. Because that was his big return story. I don't know, I think they were just happy to have him back. You know, as they always are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just remember, all I remember is Batgirl taking out the bat symbol, and I was like, you should have done that forever ago, but whatever. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't personally need Jeremiah to fall into the vat of chemicals, because, like, as Don brought up, like, he already got squirted with, like, the thing last year and transformed. So I thought that was just like the laughing gas versus the chemicals. But the effect is the same. Right, like his his skin turned white, as white as like Warner Bros. would like them make make it, and his hair turned as green as they would let him make it. So I didn't need this, but I'm not like mad that they did it either. But like that being said, holy cow, like did the fans like Fans were, like, really excited about, like, this. They were like, what if Jeremiah doesn't fall into the chemicals and, like, and this is all just, like, a trick? And, like, if he doesn't fall into the vat, I'm quitting Gotham forever. And people on Reddit were like, does he fall in the chemicals? Is he going to fall in? He better fall in. And it was, you, you, you would think it's, it's like, the bats, like, you would think it would mean something, though. From, <laughs> right, it's like I don't need him to fall in. He's already the Joker. But like, yeah. don't get me wrong, I'm not mad. But that that's he a fell good in. way to. If they're not bringing him back for the rest of the season, that's a good way to write him out. I suppose. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, because he's in that like. As someone who hasn't seen who hasn't seen any uh, preview or free releases of anything in the future, um, who refuses to watch anything but week to week. <laughs> Well, no, I, I think uh, I think you're right, but like they were kind of going on about like if he falls in, then that would be a great way to like. like it's almost like they're anticipating something to happen because he fall him falling into the Vatican chemicals. Whereas it's a good ending, but like it's not a choice. Every other <laughs> he comes other... out, and half his face is burned off, and he becomes Two Face. <laughs> yeah, and that's because every go ahead. Every other time that he's actually ever fallen to the chemicals, it's been like his signature stage to move on. Uh, this is a really good way to move him out of the series because it is a, his usually his signature beginning. And if, if this is his end, that's like kind of awesome because it's kind of backwards. But when he fell into the chemicals, I was like, okay, he's just going to come out as like mutated, like Solomon Grundy or something, you know, because in the comics, He's gone through so much fucking shit, and he still isn't dead. So I was thinking that's what they were gonna do, and they were just gonna like end it like ambiguously with like, um, freaking Davi and his like, uh, his uniform, his his Batman costume, looking over at something like saying "ha ha ha" over the sky or something. I don't know. 
he as he walks past the chemical vat like he sees a sticker on it that says indian hill and he's like oh christ almighty <laughs> yeah uh, um because and then the other reason i thought that is because he was already mutated by um jerome's chemicals i mean the addition of these chemicals in conjunction with those could mutate him just like the cat bites and then the ivy seed <laughs> so i was just like okay there's like he has no brain activity and i was like not yet <laughs> and on the subject of him uh falling first of all i want to know who fished him out because like he was in there long enough that like to get badly scarred but not long enough to die so like he didn't suffocate. yeah it looked so, like, like he melted like did bruce fish him out and if so how like how did he probably found a pole somewhere to pull him out. <laughs> I want to he, see he, that. He, he didn't seem like he was in any hurry. He just like watched him for a while. <laughs> a fitting end for his kind, which like a reference to like the very first Batman story. Batman watches a guy fall into chemicals who like isn't the Joker. This guy like dies, and Batman just says a fitting end for his kind. Like Batman used to make like James Bond quips when like people would die in like old books. It was hilarious. Maybe he, he maybe he like uh, ended up like in the eighty nine movie slash Killing Joke where he just kind of ended up on the other side. Like he he was like shoved out into a drain and someone found him then. Yeah, that's the, that's probably the most possible because I can't see like the GCPD or Bruce like Bruce getting help enough to. <coughs> quick enough for him to like get out before he could suffocate because bruce can't like reach in there without burning himself to get him he probably I, like if it was like the other one where the hand just pops out they probably thought he was still alive and tried to help yeah i guess he would have got him washed out be, because in, he just drag him up to the surface mm-hmm. <laughs> he just popped back up like <laughs> like a pool scarf <laughs> Um, and, and another thing with that, uh, so we have a friend in production who uh, showed us uh, an uncolor corrected, un-CGI'd copy of this. And it was hilarious because, like, Jeremiah, like, falls in slow motion into the green screen. And you can, like, see, like, the, like, camera crew and, like, the key grip just, like, casually walking by. But the music is still, like, dramatic. And Davi Mazals <laughs> is still, like, looking. And, like, Davi Mazals is still looking, like, dramatically, like, oh, what have I done? <laughs> like, that was also with, like, the explosion at Wayne Manor. Because, like, they, like, there's a lot of, like, green skin and running through the tunnels and stuff. And, like, the, the explosion at Wayne Manor, Wayne Manor is obviously unfinished in the col- uncolored corrected version. But, like, in the finished version, it's, like, this, this mag- magnanimous explosion. <laughs> And when Gordon is looking at like the river and it's like all polluted and he's like, we're screwed now. Like in the, in the other version, he's just looking at like the water and he's like all solemn, like the ocean one day, a homeless cop will learn how to swim. But (laughs) I cracked, I I did crack so much when I saw like the Jeremiah falling into the green screen thing. And I wasn't allowed to like think about that for a long time. It's funny because like, uh, like you see who I imagine is Cameron Monaghan fall into like this green like blanket. blankets and the guys are just like walking towards them like 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 you know the scene is they don't not bothered by ruining the scene and like they are not i mean obviously they're not there in the finished version um i actually thought that like the, the effects like were you not know editing works sorry you don't know how chroma coloring and editing works 
No, that's not the point. The point is that like it it, it looked much much less like you know they were filming and scene and more of like you know they're just kind of like standing around. <laughs> Like especially in conjunction with with the music, it's just funny how casual like they, they're being during this like iconic moment of Cameron Mon again falling into a blanket. Yeah, they probably had to shoot it like fifty times to get it right, and it's probably the stunt double. Yeah, like the first time, like he missed and like fell on the floor, like ah. Uh. Well, well, even at the end, like like what was? It's kind of like how Batman eighty nine ends with them in the in the cathedral, like. It, it ends in a fight sequence. And again, fan service is fine. It, it, it doesn't exactly need an explanation, but it ends up, you know, with like, you know, you're, you know, we're connected, but like he's still trying to beat up Bruce. It's just, it's just a little, you know, a little convenient. Yeah, uh, I, <laughs> I still, again, I didn't need him. The like I said, I didn't need him to fall into the chemicals, but uh, I like that. Um, him using. Jim and Lee as Bruce's like surrogate parents. I thought <laughs> that that was inspired. But that being said, like if this was the comics, that would have meant a lot more because like Lee in the comics is Bruce Bruce's second mother. Yeah. And there the, was in, like, a strong female role for him in this show. There yeah. was none in this show. I don't think that he and Lee have interacted since season two, maybe season three. But I want to say, like, season two at the very, like, le- like, when was she giving him therapy? Was that the beginning of season three? That was season two because that was um, after the whole kidnapping thing. And you know, before he went after Mattress yeah. Malone. And she was so, because, yeah, because she comes back, she comes back in season three and she's, like, in the Mario Alice Tech plotline. She doesn't interact with Bruce through any of that that I remember. No, she doesn't. Like, which makes which makes Jeremiah's of, like you know straining of who better than your dear 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 <laughs> friend, and it's like this would be like you said it would be great if they had that 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 maternal relationship in the comics, but she's she's been completely pushed into like Jim's zone of of, of supporting characters, so it falls completely flat. <laughs> See, they had pushed her. I really wish they pushed her more into being like. Um, Alfred's side piece not side piece but like you know <laughs> oh interest. wow if they had pushed her into that zone and then he had Alfred she would be a lot around more often because she'd be with Alfred around Bruce more often and then um, James Gordon could continue to be like the father figure and then she would just be there as like a constant mother figure too and he, she would be packing him up every time he came home. What if what if he got like both Gordon and Alfred as as uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne? <laughs> Alfred turns around wearing the pearls. <laughs> Alfred's wearing the pearls and the dress. Like <laughs> I can't deal uh, with you guys. It would make well, more actually, sense. Actually, no. Never mind. I want Ben McKenzie the way, in drag. That would be like, <laughs> the ultimate, like yes. <laughs> Come on, Bruce. Give old mommy a kiss. <laughs> when they turned around and then you saw it was Jim and Lee, I was just like, <gasps> they got me. They got me good. I was just like, oh my god. Like I wasn't even thinking about like the the connection uh, between the lack of connection between Bruce and um, Lee. Because in my head, I was like, oh, God, 
Jim and Hart just reconnected. Why did you use to me? He's written better when she's there and she's in this mode. No, no, it was it was a good trick by Jeremiah, but when he mentions, you know, uh, who better than Jim Gordon, your second father figure? Uh-huh, that tracks. And then, like, the whole thing about Lee, that just makes me laugh. But, like, no, it, yeah. it, was, it was a good scheme. It, it took me out of the scene for a second, but I, I love, and I especially love how dismissive he was, like, with, like, he's sending up these fake parents the whole episode, and he's like, oh, I already killed them. Like, who who cares? But, like, here's people that you are going to give a shit about. And uh, that was, oh, that was... That was great. And like I said, like, yeah, the Lee thing would have meant more in the comics, but it was still an inspired choice. And again, it goes back to what I said before. This is a Batman story, Batman versus the Joker story that has not been told before. But this is totally something that I can see, like, the Joker from the comics doing. Like, this is what he would do, the fuck with Bruce's brain. It was like so good, and and having like L- Leslie Tompkins literally dressed up as Martha Wayne, like that is some like symbolism right there. Uh, I really want to know when the last time they interacted was, and I, I think it was that therapy scene. Like they haven't shared any other scenes before, have they? Because Lee was not in that. Uh, like, yeah, at um at the charity ball where he merged. I think did Jerome take over the charity ball? Thing. Which charity ball are you referring to? The I, one I, where Alfred was trying to hit on Lee because they interacted there. That might have been their first or second meeting. Season two. Yeah, yeah, that was the beginning of season two. That was like episode three. Oh, with the maniacs, yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah, last laugh, yeah. Yeah, that was when Barbara was like the magician's assistant. And Jerome dies for the first time. The first time. People on Reddit put it together like, you know, Jerome falls off a building in season four and Jeremiah falls off the the, the, the railway into the Vatican chemicals in season five. And they're like, ah, oh, so much symmetry. Gotham is brilliant. We stand legends. And I'm like, yes, those did, those things did happen. Yeah, and then uh, Jebediah. What is Jebediah going to fall off of? His skateboard. <laughs> well, let's see. He's, he, he's a hipster. So yeah, he'd fall off of a skateboard or he'd like fall off of like what would be a hipster thing to fall off of? Um, a cliff. Wow. Uh, <laughs> what would yeah, like he would be like free climbing or something because he, he was that. he was trying to take a legendary selfie <laughs> and he lost his balance. There you go. <laughs> Insert goofy scream. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Jeremiah and Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> we stand legends. <laughs> uh, um, I, any thoughts on that Zorro movie that he did? That was a, I love that. That was actually pretty brutal. Um, uh, I loved it so much. There was so much attention to detail, <laughs> and he called him out on like being scared, and it's like. Ah! I'm sorry. I have some a lot of feelings about his parents dying <laughs> I, I do say that that does not track with the pilot though because in the pilot like they don't you see them talking about the movie that they just saw and from what it's I think like it's Bruce and his dad they're like arguing with the mom they're like and they're laughing they're like man that movie was so horrible like and Bruce is like yeah it wasn't that good um, and if you wanted to like do some mental gymnastics and retcon, you could say that like Bruce was scared, but he was trying to act like a tough twelve year old by like pretending that it was just a bad movie. But like, 
it 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 doesn't track like the whole like he was scared thing like when you watch the pilot scene again but you know whatever i'm not gonna they only lose two points for that you know I'll, yeah uh, they, he was also at that point separated from the film and in the safety with his parents well that, that's why i say if you want to retcon it you could say that like he was just pretending you know to be a tough 12 year old in that sense because he why was yeah separate. Retcon, though? that could just because, be how it is because it's not the original intention of the scene as it was written okay as it was originally written like there was a i remember we talked about this on the podcast too at the time like was with like stella and don in like the first season i was like man the movie wasn't even good so like his parents died and like the movie wasn't even good like at least like they should they 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 could have stayed home and like watched Netflix instead and they still would have been alive. But like, no, they had to see a horrible movie. Like it wasn't even worth dying for. Not that any movies worth dying for. I like, I like the fact that, that, that it's specifically the Douglas Fairbanks version because that's, um, I th- wait, is that the dark Knight returns version? I think, or was it Tyrone power? I, who um, I think that's what it was. Yeah. I, I, I just read Alan Grant was the one that said, uh, was Fairbanks and uh, Frank Miller. Frank Miller did was was the first person to say Zorro, but he said it was a different Zorro. Tyrone Power. Okay, I mean it's all good. I like the Zorro thing because um, it's been changed every now and then because it wasn't always Zorro, but Zorro was the most common thing. Um, mm-hmm. At first, I was like, "How does Jerome or Jeremiah know?" And this is where, this is the part we got scared, but maybe it was in the police report. So that that, 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 that well, no, sense. no, because because Alfred told him everything after Alfred hypnotized him. Yeah, that's after, true. after he hypnotized Alfred, yeah. He wanted every detail yeah. of that day, and he wanted it right. And the whole him being scared thing is like from The Dark Knight, where uh, they went to they went to like an opera instead of a movie. Why was he afraid of an opera? Because there was like bats or something. Yeah, uh, he fell into the bat cave, and then like had like uh, corruptophobia, and the, the the play they're at was, was a bat play, and he, and he started getting scared and asked if they could go. Yeah. I'm looking at the Reddit like live chat where they were like just posting random thoughts as they're watching. Someone said, I miss Butch. Which like I don't know what made them say that. Because Butch was amazing. He was. Yeah, any thoughts about Echo? <laughs> any thoughts about who? Echo. No, I mean her game makes me kinda done. Like she she does the whole like, you know, oh, there's gonna be a bomb and she kinda like minces around. Like I I, I kinda find that annoying. Yeah, this this episode was filmed like. Oh, I don't understand the difference. I mean, if it was Harley or, or was Echo, I, it's it's the same kind of like you know, she's crazy think- now as opposed to when she was before. This if you shows this episode to somebody who doesn't know about the whole like you can't say Harley or Joker thing, they would see this and say, "Oh, that's Harley Quinn." Yeah. On, like, they would say this. the joke. Why are they calling him Jeremiah? Jeremiah, face me! You can't escape me! I'll chase you to the ends of the earth! What good are those blasters to you now? (laughs) (laughs) You! I'm saving you for dessert! I'm sorry, Jen. I'm sorry, Jen. It's a Spider-Man 90s show reference again. I know know we we just run that to the ground. (laughs) This is us. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, the, because this was like... Oh, go ahead. 
<laughs> I said it could be worse. It could be Smallville. So I was making Smallville references earlier tonight. Whenever I see like a CGI explosion, I think about Smallville because their intro sequence had a bunch of bad CGI like explosions and like characters <laughs> reacting to them. Um, because this episode was filmed during like New York Comic Con, like they made a lot of references to it, like at the panel and during the interviews. So like when I was watching this episode for the first time, I was like, Oh, that's what they were talking about. Cause like John Stevens, like specifically said, Jeremiah's girlfriend is going to wear roller skates. And like, he was a hammer, which like she does in this episode. And Sean Pertwee's like, there's a scene where master V has to leave. And, you know, and he doesn't want to leave me, but I tell him to leave, which is like the tunnel scene. Um, so like they were talking like during that panel, like vaguely about like scenes from this episode. So there is like a like this weird meta connection for me, like uh, when I when I watch it. Um, is that all that we have to say about Jeremiah and Echo before like moving on to the other characters? Uh, I feel that like ultimately this is the final appearance of him, appearance of him in the story. So like, I mean, you know, <coughs> do we have any like at least for this recording episode? Um, is there anything left to say about it? I mean, I, I guess I sh- I'm really stealing just thunder and repeating what you said to sound smart. I don't know. Um, I guess yeah. not. <clears throat> mm-hmm. No, no. No, that I really... This this is my favorite episode of the entire series. I felt that I had to go on record to say that because I said it earlier, but I didn't say it while we were discussing it. Because of the intense crazy obsession that he has with Bruce. And then of course, like I said, love is the opposite of hate, or hate is the opposite of love. Like you can, like when he said, we're going to be tied together. If I can't have you with love, then I'm going to make you hate me because there are like whole stories about people spending their entire lives, hating somebody and trying to get revenge on them. And then after it's over, they've literally got nothing left to do. So the fact that they acknowledge that hate is the other side of love and that he tried to find another avenue, that, to me, was amazing. I mean, it's not new, um, but it was, it was really nice to see that kind of... I just really like this writer. What did you say his name was? Zichon. Yeah, and then you said he also did One Bad Day, which was also a really good one. Mm-hmm. And then I think he did like other ones too, right? That I like. We every time I think we have like something really good to say, he's written that episode. And he's one of the active ones on Twitter. Um, like, like he he dives into the fan community like a lot more often than the other writers do. So, um, <laughs> like, so he's um, a favorite. Yeah. So you keep saying like this feels like fan service. I really feel like when he writes an episode, he is such a huge fanboy of the comics that he tries to eke as much of it as he can into the show. Mm-hmm. And I, I appreciate that because you can see the love and the, um, like, just, yeah, just the love of the material that he's working with. And he's like, wait, I can do this. Maybe if I do it this way, I can sneak it in sort of thing. And he puts in like so many of those stupid Easter eggs. I mean, (laughs) you know, stuff that fans of longtime fans of comics and the movie and the TV shows, like whether it's the animated series, whether it's a new 52, whether it's a classic stuff, 
whether it's Elseworlds, whether it's uh, the original 66 show, you can pick up all these elements when he writes the episode. And that is so good. Like, that makes me happy. So whenever, whenever I see Jeremiah do something and fall into a vast of stuff that he didn't even need to fall into, I can see that he did this because this is probably, like, something he would want. I feel like it's something that he would want to do in, in general. But this was the only way that he could make it work. So he, he made it work. Well, he's not only a comic fan, he just started his own comic company. I think it's called, like, TKE Comics or something like really? that. Yeah. Um, I'm looking up him up on IMDb. I want to see what other episodes he wrote. Because that would be... That, that would be interesting to figure out, like... It's, like, all of our favorite episodes. Um, he's only been on the show for, like, a few years. Like, he wasn't on in, like, season one. Like, I think he joined in season... Uh, Are you sure about that? I, I always noticed his name well before we started mentioning him. But he wasn't in the first season? Apparently, he was, like, a story editor and, like, other stuff. But, like, he became a... a okay, let's see. He wrote... Mad City stuff. Um, Blood Rush. He wrote the execute. No, he he didn't write. He was the <laughs> finish that okay. sentence. Finish okay, it. Yeah. The executioner. Okay, he was executive story. Ed- he was executive story editor, but he didn't like start writing the episodes until which like I guess there's a difference. Um, I I don't work in Hollywood. The first episodes that he wrote, it looks like we're in season four, but he was like, oh no, he wrote light light the wick in season three. Light the Wick. Which one was... Was that with the flashback needles? Let's see. Gotham Light the Wick. Two futon critics. Uh, he wrote The Blade's Path. He wrote A Beautiful Darkness. A Beautiful Darkness was the one with, like, Ivy's, like, dream. That's the one where Jim had the mustache and Harvey had the chicken. Of course he wrote that episode. <laughs> I don't remember the chicken. <laughs> you don't remember Harvey Bullock randomly holding a chicken and Bruce is like... He learns they possess the Tetch virus and plan on unleashing a weaponized version of a Gotham. Lee finds evidence that Frank Gordon's death... Wait, that Frank Gordon's death could be staged rather than homicide... Suicide rather than a homicide. And thinks J- Gordon is involved. Elsewhere, Cobblepot begins planning to find Nigma and seeks Gordon's help with this. Bruce continues his training with the Shaman. Oscar update, uh, Roma won Best Director, so we only have one category left. Lawrence replies he's guilty, and he'll be his executioner. Okay. Um, he wrote Penguin, Our Hero, One Bad Day, A Beautiful Darkness, and The Blade's Path. Uh, was that the one where they steal the knife, and like that kid dies? I don't know. I want to talk about um, Gordon and Lee getting back together, because that mm-hmm. has been... There, there was an interesting topic in Reddit about it. First of all, like on Reddit, people were like, "How dare Lee be mad at Gordon after she slept with Nigma? Gordon's done nothing wrong." And I was like, "What?" And then they were like, "Yeah, she left him while he was in jail, and he begged her to stay." And I'm like, "That's not what, what? happened. That's not what happened." And it's like, and like someone's like, "Didn't he tell her to leave town?" It's like, "Yeah, just leave town with the baby, not leave him forever." I was like, "No, fam, no." Um, and it also 
also completely ignores like Gordon, you know, ruining her honeymoon and uh, sleeping with her sister-in-law and yeah, all that stuff he did. <laughs> yeah, like, which was referenced in this in this episode. Yeah, they they do bring up the baby, um, which like I, I completely missed the first time, and Don had to point out like. Like, because when she said, "What if we hadn't lost ours?" Like, I thought she meant lose our relationship, but like, no. Like, she directly references the baby, um, which that's um, too much has happened between them for me to feel like that they should get back together. Because lots of all that stuff that they've done to each other, and like, remember last year, like when like Sophia's like, "I want like information on Jim Gordon," and he's like, "Oh man, I know incriminating stuff on him that nobody knows. I have a list." Like, uh, but then Sophia like hammered her to the hand instead, or what was that? It you like hammered to her hand? Was that what happened? She did. Something. She broke her hand. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, um, I use this to be a doctor during the episodes where I'm a doctor, which I'm not anymore. Although she is now, yay for that. Um, the show has this weird, and I, I guess it's because the actors are married in real life. But it's just, I feel like they spend so much time trying to like close the book on Jim and Lee, especially last season, where like two years after they broke up, they're like breaking up again. Like that scene in the narrows where Jim's like, I guess this is goodbye forever. And we're never getting back together. And Lee's like, yep, guess so. And here we are. And I really, really thought that because it was the final season and because of like baby Batgirl, that they were going to do Jim and Babs. And like, I will own it. This, this will surprise no one, but I will own it right here. Because of canon, I am a Jim Bab shipper, so like I am disappointed that we're doing Jim Lee again. But it's the show has always kind of like treated them as Endgame, so I shouldn't be too surprised. But what do you all think of them getting back together? <laughs> you know, I ship it. I think that the show, like how they clearly love Aaron Richards as a person and maybe a performer. They keep her around. He, he Barbara, as a result, Barbara Keene is still in the show. I think that Ben McKenzie and Maria McCarran's relationship drives the Gordon and Lee relationship because you know they, they put a lot of time and effort, a surprising amount, to split them up. And so at the end of season three, when she goes off in that train, it's like, okay, well that's the end of that. And then season four, she becomes a criminal and is involved with Riddler. So like, I genuinely never expected them to get back together, and. They've done a lot of, like, kind of back-to-basics with this character. Um, but I, I, I don't dislike it, but at the same time, it's, it's like, was this something that the show needed to, you know, get back to as it was ending? And I don't think so. I, I disagree that this was, like, necessary. Um, and, yeah, he's in a lot of horrible... She, when she's saying, you let me down... I'm not sure exactly what she's what she's referring to, because me I mean, he, I mean, yeah, she, she, you let me down. She smacks him, but like, he saved her. I, I mean, he didn't really. I mean, in this season, he's not done anything against her, because mm-hmm. like her, him, him getting together with Barbara is like way outside the bounds of their relationship by years. But he has. Well, and, and Lee even says like that's none of my business. Like it bothers me, but like I understand that like it's not my right to be bothered. Well, the point is, is, is that, like, okay, he did sleep with Sophia, he did murder Mario, those things that, like, ha- that's already been discussed before. Um, 
but like they're acting and drive like, her away when she was pregnant with their child. Yeah, but they're acting like you know, it's it's like you let me down. It's it's like, it's it's like there's she's almost talking like they were still in a relationship because this feels. Uh, it almost feels like well, a writer I from season three. I think you let hold me on, down on. years ago. It, it, it almost feels like, like like a writer from season three like came back and continued a conversation that he was in the middle of writing like years ago. And it's like, I mean, they can be a couple of seconds, maybe even get together like in the time skip in the, in the finale, but like this, 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 I don't see the point of this. What purpose does this serve? Well, when she says you let me down, I think she's specifically referring to the miscarriage because that is on her mind. Like, um, I would say that Barbara being pregnant with Jim's child, that put a lot of old feelings back to the surface of like her own pregnancy, because you can't think about your you can't think about him knocking Barbara up without remembering the fact. Oh, yeah, I was pregnant with his kid, too. And when I was pregnant, he drove me away and he didn't call me and I had to miscarry the baby all by myself and he wasn't there for me. Um, so when she says you let me down, I think that that's what she's referring to, especially because she says, what if we haven't lost ours? Like in that same conversation, showing that it is on the forefront of her mind. Like, I don't think she's talking about anything that he did this season. Like, I don't think that she cares about that. I like to a large degree. This is all about like stuff from their relationship. Okay, because I got none of that. <laughs> well, I was well, what wondering do you, what, what you she think? talked about, too. <laughs> well, and it's like, let me count the ways. You let me down by ruining my honeymoon, by sleeping with my sister-in-law, by ruining my career, by uh, and messing up my Wait, life. Ruin her career? Should yeah, she also be in jail still? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I was just like, uh, you're... Did shoot her husband. Uh, did push her away when he went to prison to protect her without giving her like a real, um, without giving her a real decision in the matter. Also, uh, what's the other one? Had her shot. You forgot yeah, well, had her brought that up. Like, oh, it's her, the person you told me to kill. Yeah, that had her. Well, 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 well no, she she didn't get shot though. Uh, Valerie got shot. He said Lee, and then he shot Valerie instead. Oh, okay, yeah. And and he did that on purpose because he didn't want Lee to get shot. That was not how that went down. No, that was that was how like it went there down, was yeah. even there, there was a they they had a conversation about it where like Val Valerie breaks up with him saying you said shoot Lee because you knew that he would shoot me because you still love Lee and you don't want her to die. And I remember, like, Gordon was going to say something to Lee about it. She's like, don't don't say anything. It's best not to. And I remember Mario was, like, pissed off about it, too, you know, back when he was alive in the good old days. See, here was, and remember, wait, was was I on? I was not on that season. No. Um, you I, came on I, for the last episode. But I did talk to someone about it. I think I talked to Don about it. And I was, when I remember that episode, I was just like, and here I was thinking, he tried to get Valerie shot because the other two people were doctors and they would be able to like stop the bleeding and stuff. Oh yes. Yeah. But that that's not why. Cause he's not that smart. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the, the show specifically like addressed it as like, he loves Lee the most. So he 
sadly to try and trick the Mad Hatter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, but he, this is this is the Gotham Origins show. I don't care about Gordon's love life. And <laughs> I know he's the main character, but they keep going back to this crap, and it's like, who cares, man? Yeah, and until he and Barbara, like, knocked boots a few episodes ago, he's been celibate for a little while. Here's the thing, though. She's getting mad because he knocked up Barbara on a one-night stand. I'm sitting here like, you guys are really making a mountain out of a molehill. He did not do this because he had the intention of impregnating her and starting a life with her. This was something that happened in a moment of him being stupid drunk, and <laughs> she was she was DTF, okay? That's what happened. And you can't just pin this on him for impregnating her. She didn't bring condoms either. <laughs> on Reddit, they were talking about that. Yep. They were like, they were like, well, with no man's land, the supply of condoms is really low. So, like, Jim that probably make any sense. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she let him do that. <laughs> Imagine Jim going to like Penguin's um office. Like, I need a favor. I hear you got supplies. What would you like, Jim? Um, let's see, a pack of cigarettes, magazines, uh, peanut butter, uh, six pack of condoms, and uh, some ammunition. What was that last one? Ammunition. Get me the stuff, okay? I also feel that <laughs> like, like, like um, the whole the whole pregnancy has been pretty. I mean, this is a very kind of like like oh, it's it's not a retro show, but like it's not wholly modern. I don't know how they would have done this, but like. There's no, there's, there's, they don't reference or even kind of hint at a possibility of abortion, because it's no man's land. It's too, it's too horrible. People, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying that like it's not even considered. It's like, you know, I'm pregnant now, um, and I have this baby, but you're not a part of a Jim Gordon. You know, your, your involvement ended. It's like, well, that's not fair. Like, it's, it's, it's been interesting how this pregnancy has been, has been kind of just. Immediately accepted as as you know this is now happening. Um, I do like that he is very adamant about like you can't raise this baby because she has. He's not the best father. I will admit I wouldn't want him to raise a baby either. Oh my but god, also, that baby would be so homeless. <laughs> god. <laughs> but no, I I do love that he acknowledges the baby said her first word. Son of a bitch. Ah, I just like Daryl, man. DC Gordon, you're a horrible father. <laughs> uh, are you sure the kid's mine, Barbara? Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's born with a tactical vest. Um, but seriously... Like, I do love that he acknowledges that she would be a terrible mother and that he actually does want to take, if she does have this baby, he does, he, I feel like it does make sense that he would want to take this baby from her in any capacity, whether he raises it or not, just as long as her fucking crazy isn't like, you know, um, imprinted into the baby. That makes sense to me. And I did like that that happened. Um, 
I really do feel I I'm with Lee on this one. It would have been a lot better if their baby had survived, but you know, that would have been terrible for the show because I don't feel like the writers are mature enough to understand how to actually write a full family since they keep killing them off. That Um, baby would have been kidnapped six times in the first season that it was born. It's true. And then of course you have, you made me lose my train of thought. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I mean, I don't see like the fact that she's like, yeah, why did you even uh, like leave and brought it up? Why did you even announce that you were pregnant? Well, I thought he had a right to know, but you're not going to let him like, you know, be a part of its life. So there was literally no point for him to know because now he's just going to be like, okay, it's my baby. Um, but the one thing I do like about, Hmm. I mean, yeah, that that whole thing is like, oh, I thought he had a right to know, but like, you could have just called him if you if you didn't want him involved at all. There, like, there, 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 there's no phones. Uh, no man, son. Uh, is that been established? And they plus, they were in the, the plus they were in the same room already. Like, like she was like with them on like the Enigma brain oh, that's adventure. True, yeah. yeah, but she so, interrupted a whole conversation to announce it and flounce out. Because she was like waiting to say it the whole episode, and she's like, "It's one." I mean, I'm going to be defending Barbara a lot here, and it's not going to make you learn how to stop, Josh. (laughs) Here's the thing, Josh. You keep saying that I'm going to have to defend Barbara. You're always defending Barbara. That is like your whole point on the show. But I also insult her too a lot. But anyway, um, in this case, like she, I think it was also one of those things where she'd been with him for like the whole day, and it was one of those like. Screw it. I have to tell him it's now or never. Like, she was trying to work Except up the nerve. Was it now or never? Well, for her, it might have been. Because she was going to lose her nerve. She was going to chicken out. She was going to go back to the Sirens Club. She's like, I need to tell him before I leave. So she did try and say, can we talk in private? And when he was like... Does she chicken out? Is that like a thing that she does that I've missed? Does that what? I'm sorry? That sounds so out of character for her. She just does things because she does things. <laughs> I've not seen her chicken out of anything, and the whole stupid like, oh, this baby is keeping me from killing you was like so fucking stupid. Yeah, that that that, that was dumb. Like that was like, oh my god, oh. that entire that entire end of the episode is the like I just ignore I that, that entire that part. Funny. <laughs> Anywho, I ignore that entire part of the episode, and it's perfect to me. <laughs> I liked everything else. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the one thing I really love about Lee and Gordon is you can see the chemistry between the actors because they are in a relationship. It is so more like natural and fluid than when he's on screen with any other lead. Like when he's kissing her, you could tell that they've been intimate. When he's kissing Aaron, it feels so rigid. Or when he's kissing Valerie Vale, also rigid. When he's kissing Sophia, still not sexy. She's gorgeous and sexy, and then he feels like... It looks like she's kissing a mannequin that looks like a homeless cop. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Physically speaking, I super enjoy watching them on screen together. Like It's just visually appealing because of how... Uh, organic and natural they seem to like melt into each other on screen like you can tell by the way she touches him and the way he touches her like how familiar they are with each other and he for some reason can't emulate that with anyone who isn't his wife I mean maybe like, we can watch all. the OC to see how he did with um, Maritza what's her name 
We still need to watch the OC. Maybe during the... There's like a three-week hiatus, I think, coming up. Marissa Cooper. Marissa Cooper. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I agree that like he's so horribly wooden and badly acted against any other female actor. But I, I do Not think badly acted, but like, like the way when he kisses them is just like. I, I mean, I, I, I would, I would agree that like I think it was more along the lines of like the show contriving him to have these like Bond girl esque dalliances, which just feels like shitty Hollywood television writing. It's like. You know, over the course of a series, he's going to have more than one woman cross his path. But every season, it feels totally like like Valerie Vale was contrived. Sophia Falcone was Valerie contrived. Valerie Vale was annoying. Uh, Sophia Falcone, I really liked that because there was a power dynamic. So there was like more of a story behind it. I like. It I was like inappropriate, but it was good for the story. Sex with plot is great. Because when she slept with him, too, it was kind of like why would you sleep with somebody that killed your brother, right? So it really threw him off, too. Well, I buy it for the first time, but, like, it happened, like, two or three times. It's like, dude, really? Like... Well, and there's one where he, like, breaks up with her, and he's like, we're not sleeping together anymore. And then, like, after, like, they save Martine from Pig, like, uh, they have sex again, and, like, Martine watches. (laughs) Why do you... You're so wrong. No, that's what... Only watched Uh, them kiss. He didn't watch the whole act. He had to go over to the car and say he that ran, he kissed the he ran out. Up. He ran out screaming. <laughs> he got his voice back. <laughs> Oswald, I have some questions about some things that I saw. You can talk? <laughs> yeah, but uh, you might not like what I have to say. And it's just like, the like music plays over like a montage of like Martin's mouth moving and like Robin Lord Taylor like reacting like disgustedly. <laughs> like, and it's like 20 minutes later. And then he said, I'll call you in the morning. <laughs> and then he said, I'll call you in the morning, sweets. So what was that? And how does that work? <laughs> and just like Robin Lord Taylor screams. Ah, na, 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 na. Uh, but yeah, the whole Marina Baccarin chemistry thing. I do think that they have chemistry, but like, it's just very, and part of it is the Jim Babs ship for me, but the other part of it is it's very, very hard for me to like buy them getting together after everything that happened, especially like, I feel like the show did a lot to like close the book on on their relationship. Yeah. Like last season, they like say goodbye to each other again. And obviously like, they're still going to see each other again, but, uh, I really thought that they tried to close the book on the relationship. A lot of people on Reddit are like, how dare she, you know, like, how dare he get back together with her after she slept with Ed last season? Because Ed, like, was the one that framed him for murder. It's like, yeah, that is kind of messed up. But, like, <laughs> Gordon's not blameless in this, too. He slept with Sophia and he shot Mario. And, yeah, he shot Mario to save her life. But, like, intellectually, yeah. th- that's, like, a thing that you can understand. But emotionally you're going to feel differently about your ex-boyfriend showing up on your honeymoon to shoot your husband. It's... Yeah, your ex-fiance, who you were still in love with when you married, <laughs> married and... your husband. Because <laughs> when she got on the touch virus, she was like, it showed me, it showed me I still love you. So join me in my darkness. <laughs> and the funny thing is, like, there are still... Like, I was telling this to Don, there still technically is a warrant out for her arrest. Because she was arrested for, like, robbing those banks. And Nygma broke her out during those, like, Jeremiah riots. 
<coughs> and then she was back in the narrows and she got stabbed and the bridge is blue. But like technically speaking, like there's still a warrant out for her arrest, but I think we're sweeping that under the rug. Like it's not like she killed anyone, you know, or anything. Well, except for when she did kill people. <laughs> are, are we really going to arrest her during No Man's Land though? I feel like that's something to come back to later. If you want to, <laughs> that would be funny. Like well, no man's, no man's land ends. What files? Exactly. What files are you speaking of? That would be funny if, like, when no man's land ends, like the government's now open. Gordon like immediately handcuffs Lee. You're under arrest for robbing the bank with Enigma two years ago. Like, Jim, we just slept together last night. I know, but it was no man's land then. Now you're a dirty crook, and I'm gonna see you pay for all the crimes you did. Alvarez, take her away and don't bang her head this time. Oh God! Yeah, because remember, remember? Yeah, I remember we like had to rewind that. <coughs> um, as for Jim and Barbara here, I feel like, and I said this last episode that like he is right to be concerned about her ability to raise a child, but on the other hand, too. I think he deserve. She deserves a little bit of credit as number one. That is her child, so like she deserves some sort of say in the matter. And number two, she has been nothing but helpful to him like this entire season, and he's given her like no credit for it. And then he like he'll sleep with her, and then still like be like, "You're a horrible person, Barbara, but you're not horrible enough to fuck." I'm gonna say this one time, and one time only. Again, because I'm repeating myself. Just because you have a baby and you carry it to term <laughs> does not mean you can raise the baby. Doesn't give you credit over the baby. There are a lot of women out there who have children who don't actually raise their children or raise them incorrectly. Or I'm, a, I'm not a parent. But I have, like, seen a lot of, like, fucked up shit come from people who should not be raising children. And I have seen the... I have met people who are the products of situations like that. That she's is true. Lay down the... Is she going to, like... Set, this is probably what they're going to do. They're going to have her lay down everything and be like, yeah, I'm going to be a normal housewife now and raise this child, which is, like, the exact opposite of everything that they've done this entire time. That's what it feels like they're moving towards. It's like, no, bitch, you were in a sane asylum. You tried to murder people. You did murder people. You've robbed banks. You've, like, <sighs> like straight up headshot people. And now you're just going to be like, well, we're just going to forget about all that and raise a baby. And this is more of a morality question than a, like, story question. But, like, yes, there are people who should not have had kids there are people who abandon their kids but does she deserve the chance though like if she wants to give this a go should she at least have the chance to do that does she have no. the right to okay <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well that's an thing I, I think because that's... we're talking about like a like, like genuinely a criminal of the city and like one of the most notorious criminals in the city their right to raise a child—that's that's a story element that, that I've rarely encountered. And and we're saying no. Is this is this is this straight up because we don't like the character, or because she's too dangerous to own to to? I feel like, how, how, how would you compare that to Penguin and Martine? Does does Oswald? Right. 
he was already about to be like grow up as like a crazy person. Uh, Penguin was going to give him a purpose and a direction. But I, that's that's ideally a bad thing, right? Yeah, Penguin is like would be a worse parent than Barbara Keen, and Penguin has done like worse things than Barbara has. How so? What? <laughs> what did he do that is worse than what Barbara did? Barbara never killed someone for having a sandwich. Uh, if like going back to the first episode, um, penguins killed innocent people. He's jury-rigged uh, he, he, he the entire like, government system of, of 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 Gotham. I'm sorry, is Barbara not part of the maniacs? She was, and she like she hit her head, and she like. Didn't they throw people off a roof? No, she wasn't there. Yeah, but she was still part of it. She was like somewhere else. That, was she, the, she, no, that wasn't even her idea. That was Gallivan's no, idea. But, but but Barbara Barbara did participate uh, in murder, like at that time. So like I would, I, I, I I'm not gonna say that like she didn't do that, but like she also got treatment for that, and like you know did Hugo Strange's ice cream therapy? No, she didn't do the ice cream therapy. She just like went into a coma for like ever, and then woke up. And I, said I, she was I, sorry. I think I think it's pushing to say that she's. I think they've established consistently that that Penguin's a more dangerous criminal. Because he he has he has higher and more dangerous ambitions, and he tends to get a lot a lot more things done. Whereas she's mainly kind of kept to herself. Penguin will kill in cold blood more than Barbara will. Like Barbara, when she kills now, it's more. She can't kill to people like, now. She's she's too hampered by the plot slash her feelings. Yeah, I know. But like when Barbara has killed people since she got up from her coma, it's been like other criminals and stuff. Whereas like you still wouldn't put it past Penguin to kill innocent people. Whereas, like, since season two, Barbara, and I'll probably remember other stuff later, but I feel like she's only hurt other criminals in that case, not, like, you know, innocent innocent people like her parents and stuff like that. That was years ago. I'm I'm down for saying that she's too dangerous to raise a child, but I think by the same token, the Penguin is as well. If we're being serious, like like, like Martine fanfic aside... Yeah, he, he he was already like telling Martine, "This is how you stab people. This is how you like." Yeah, that's, you know, that's, uh, that's that's not something to encourage. Because <laughs> it was a cute scene. <laughs> it made it me happy a, too. See, here's the thing, though. Like Martine was already on his way to like murdering people anyway, and then when he got together with Penguin, I feel like it was more like he was teaching him how to defend himself. Although he's all like, he was like. The penguin was in a bad place, obviously, um, because he just lost a lot of people. And then he saw this kid, and he's like, "Oh God, it's me." He there was a lot of transference there, so that was definitely not healthy. Um, then, of course, Martine ended up like betraying him, which was also. I mean, it's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that Martine like a one way track to Arkham Asylum. Though. I think they like you know with the right uh, juvenile. He was pretty uh, messed up. I don't know. So he's like, what, eight years old. Like I feel that like a lot of that is kind of just was fulfillment from like people who like him and Penguin together. Uh, I feel that with, with the with well, no, the, in that first episode, he was gonna like burn a backpack. And he, he was, was gonna like, burn a backpack, dude. Yeah, he he was literally on his way to becoming a problem child, and yeah, then but, like, that's, but that's not like something that oh, a good therapist can't fix. <laughs> And when he was in the safe house, and, and yeah, a therapist can can fix it, yes. But like, 
And when he was in that safe house before Riddler like blew it up, he was like drawing pictures of like himself violently killing his captors. Which, granted, if I was a little boy and I was and I was a hostage for like three months or something, I I might have similar thoughts. But I don't know. He's 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 not he's not talking about shooting a school or anything like that. He's not little orphan Annie that people try and like make him in like the fan art where like you know my team just wants to play ball and me and no, no, like, no he, ma- he, he's not but like was all that sick violence kid. is very specific towards his aggressors he's he's not like a Columbine kid who's going to just attack innocent people mm-hmm. and I and I think that, like if, if didn't if, they try to shoot people just because they felt like they were being bullied and stuff or was that a different school. One point is the, that, kid, like, the, 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 kid, the kids were bullying him. You want to go into that, dude. You also have to remember the people who shoot up schools because girls said no. Well, that's not my... okay. Let's, 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 <laughs> this is getting uh, heavy. Yeah. My, my point is that like let's rewind. Let me just say real quick that like if we're talking, Penguin and Martin are different because Martin was already on a road with, with no return. I disagree because. No. On a road of no return. I mean, like when he found him, he saw a kindred child, and then I feel like Penguin was getting softer and realizing more and becoming a better person because Martine was in his life. So, so in why, a way, so why can't Barbara think, become a better person? Because she's fucking mentally unstable. So's Penguin. Yeah, we're going in circles. I, I I don't think that they're mutually exclusive. <laughs> I don't feel like Penguin is mentally unstable. He has a very speak. I don't. Wait, has he ever. What has he done out of character? Well, out of it's. Character? Like, I wouldn't say out of character, but like, he killed Isabella because he wanted Edward's love. That is like. That's not saying. Isabella was. Isabella was not a rival crime lord. Isabella was not any danger to his. Isabella was taking something away from him that he wanted. Right. But like, but, the, but that's the point there. Like Isabella was like not another crime boss or like she wasn't a member of the league of shadows or the maniac. She was a civilian that penguin hurt because penguin did not handle the situation. Like with Edward, like an adult. Was his mom still alive at that point? His mom was dead. Yeah, so... And I'm pretty sure his dad was dead, too. Yeah, his dad died in season two, yeah. Yeah, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. Penguin ate his siblings after cooking them. Let's not forget that, too. But he... Yeah, no, he didn't eat them. He licked the thing and then put his finger in his mouth. I remember because I rewound that like three times. He fed them to uh, uh, their mom, which is still insane. But he he did say something to the mom that indicated that he had a taste too because he says, I was trying to get the flavor just right and like well, the first time I tried it or so like he said something indicating that he had sampled it himself. I thought he did that for shock value. And and he might have and when I said that to Robin Lord Taylor and Cameron Beacondova at like the press thing is like I, I'm trying to remember, like, Cameron said something like, oh, Penguin's not that bad. And I said, didn't he eat his family last year? And she, like, face palmed. She's like, that's right. And, like, Robin Moore Taylor didn't correct me. Well, uh, okay. Are, are we turning this conversation of Barbara wants to wants to be seen as, as fit enough to raise her own child and Jim doesn't agree to who's a better character, her or Penguin? Because is, is that what's that, happening? That, 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 that is true, too. It is, it is a rabbit hole, but I guess I will say here, since the beginning of the season, Barbara has done nothing but help Jim, and he used her for sex, 
Um, that was a consensual moment between them. So, like, Jim made that decision, too. He decided she was good enough for sex. He's decided she's good enough to hide out at her nightclub. Here's the whole thing, though, dude. And, and, she and she's helping him. him. She did, but he, like, he didn't say rape. He said, homeless, homeless sex, and, like, dove right in. He was in. also really drunk. <laughs> He knew what he was doing. I don't know if he was like, oh, yeah, he knew what he was doing. What I'm saying is, I think he should give her a little bit of credit for making an effort this season. He can have his doubts about her as motherhood because that is his child and like that is his right to have those doubts. But like, he has given her zero credit for trying, including like hiding out at her nightclub last episode as she's bandaging him up and him being like, I hate you so much, Barbara. You're never going to change. Oh, by the way, thanks for letting me stay here while people are trying to kill me and bandaging me up and the sex you gave me two episodes ago. I don't understand why the sex is such a huge deal other than, like, the pregnancy. It's like, <laughs> yeah, we phoned her on this desk. It's just like... Yeah, I've boned a lot it's, of women on this desk. But it, it's degrading to have sex with someone and then tell that person that you don't value them as a human being. Depends. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean depends? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is. Have you ever heard of Tinder? I have, but that doesn't mean that it's not degrading. You. <laughs> I, you can have sex with anybody and just say like they could be like trying to hit you up and you're like, yeah, we had sex. Why are you okay, still talking Jen, to Okay, Jen, but the the show clearly isn't playing by that line of thinking. I know. But, <laughs> Jim just swipes on. What is it? I was all like, what? is swiping right saying that you want to bang the person or or which which one is the is it's the right. positive? Okay, it's Jim right. just swipes right on every single profile and says, now I wait. <laughs> Basically. The, Thanks for signing me up for this app, Lucius. I was trying to sign you up on LinkedIn, Gordon. You forced me into this. Uh, <laughs> Lucius would use LinkedIn. Oh, my God. He'd be, like, the only one on the show that would be on LinkedIn. <laughs> but here's the other thing. Um, Jim has been very, very clear about how he feels about Barbara the entire season, too. And she's just constantly just i don't know it just it feels like they're trying to wedge her in in my opinion like it feels i would argue with that everything about just like every season since like the ogre episode it feels like she's been she's being wedged in like (sighs) it's a round hole and she's a square peg and someone's taking a hammer and trying to force it in that's what's going on she literally has no other reason to be in this season other than to get pregnant because she just shows up, leaves, shows up, leaves, shows up, leaves. And there are so many beats that they could like basically fill in with other people, but they're taking time away from other storylines and possible other solutions just to make sure she's still in the show. Which they do every season. I wouldn't argue with that, but... I mean, I'm 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 just more about Jim's treatment of her, but I think that we exhausted that talking point. Unless there's more because to say I'm about. going back to my tried and true. Well, no, because it would just be me. It would just be me repeating myself from here. Like, but Jim had sex with her, and he's not treating her like a human afterwards. And then you saying, "Yeah, but she doesn't deserve it." And 
<laughs> he doesn't have we'll, to treat her like we'll a human. <laughs> She's carrying his child. So, listeners, what do you think? <laughs> I'm actually really curious if, like, the listeners want to like comment on this episode or like say or like I understand why somebody carrying your child suddenly changes your opinion of them. It doesn't. It doesn't have to change your opinion of them. But if someone's carrying my child, I. I feel like I would at least want to respect them. Even if I don't like them, I would try and respect them as a human being because they are the mother of my I child. I don't know if, like, changing, changing one's opinion is one uh, thing, but, like, if, if, let's say, you know, you slept with somebody, they were, you knew they were pregnant and they died and, like, you didn't care, I don't think that's normalized behavior. <laughs> Maybe in fiction, but not, not in, like, either well-written fiction or real life. I'm not just saying they would die, you wouldn't care. I mean, you have a baby in there, but I'm just saying, like... Ugh. Who would be well, a worse parent, Jim or Barbara? Because <laughs> I don't know. I don't know well, if that's, I the, that's the thing that kind of pisses me off now. Is, it's like we're joking about Jim being a awful father, like, whereas... In the comics, he's one of the best fathers. So it's it's like, this This is the, this is the, the plate of food we're given. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, he was a father to Barbara. Barbara Keene in the comics, actually, by the way, was a horrible mother um, because she, like, abandoned her family. Um, and even, like, before then, like, she... Okay, in the continuity where Barbara Keene is Barbara Gordon's aunt and she adopts Barbara with Jim, when she leaves Jim and takes, like, the boy kid with them, that like, her biological son, James Jr., with him... She does not, like, continue her relationship with Barbara Gordon as, like, mother and daughter after adopting her. Like, she doesn't visit Barbara after the killing joke when Barbara gets, like, sexually assaulted and photographed in her own home. She doesn't visit her when she's crippled. Like, there is no, like, mother-daughter relationship with them. And, like, and that could have just been the writer's. It, it, it absolutely was the writer's because the writers weren't even, like, sure, like, if Barbara King was alive or dead. And like, like they they kept on contradicting it because there's like comics where Jim and Barbara Gordon are visiting her grave, and it's like weird. But then like it turns out she's alive, and Barbara will like reference her mother, and it it is inconsistent. But when um in the Scott Snyder's like James Junior story, uh, what was it called, The Black Mirror, when James Junior poisons Barbara Keene, like his mother. And Barbara Gordon is, like, there examining her. There is, like, no familiarity between the women. She's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, Barbara Sr., you know, like, sure needs some fluids in her right now. She's not like, oh, my God, my mom. Like, blah, blah, blah. Even if that's not her biological mom in that continuity, that is the woman that adopted her and then yeah. abandoned her. And then in the New 52, they, like, established that Barbara Keene, when they were biological mother and daughter, Barbara Keene abandons her, too. Which I know none of this is helping my argument about Barbara on the show getting the benefit out, but like it is worth noting that yeah, Barbara Keene in the comics, horrible mother. Like she abandoned her family in the New Fifty Two because like her ten year old son said, "I'm going to kill everyone in the family if you don't leave us." So she left instead of I don't know telling her ten year old son you're going to therapy or like no I am God, your mother. That and- was so bad. That was yeah. so bad. I also kind of feel like um, the way that Barbara has been consistently written over the last four and a half years, not this season, but the last four and a half years, 
the moment she was just kind of done with the child, she would just, like you say, abandon it and leave it someplace else to get right. Like, just leave it on Jim's doorstep. It's like, yeah, whatever. You and Lee raised this. I could see her doing that, this version of Barbara. I would still argue that she deserves a chance. But, like, yes, like, I, if 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 the show wasn't ending this year and, like, this was, like, season five of, like, nine or something – and, like, mm-hmm. there was a season six episode where, like, Barbara Keene, like, leaves the baby in a basket on the JCBD like, headquarters. I would not say that that was out of character at all. I would I would not be surprised. Yeah, because she kind of just, I don't know. Every time I think she gets character development, they just knock her back to, like, being boring. It would be so interesting to watch like the old like the first season again where she was like cocktail dress in her like three million dollar apartment like Jim who is this strange man at the door you know like the old days of the show also I'm I secretly smoke pod and have sex with Renee Montoya (laughs) weren't they on a break yeah it it was weird the whole thing was weird (laughs) Yep. Um, so, so moving on from the Gordon love triangle, unless you guys have anything more to say about that. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, any thoughts on Selena this episode, Selena Oswald and Nigma? Like, I, I don't have a lot to say about Nigma. You know, he was Nigma. I um, liked when, uh, Alfred talked Selena into helping Bruce out, out of like not killing Penguin. She goes off, and then Penguin says, "I should put. I, I should thank you." Well, you could tell me where the where the green room is. Is that or help me to the place? Is that way? Then he just goes off like a douche. I, I thought that was, <laughs> that was great. That was adequate. <laughs> I love that, but the scene bothered me because like Alfred's like Master Bruce, Jeremiah's alive, and he's after Master Bruce. He needs your help. So Selena like goes, and it's like, tell her where to go. Tell her like. She doesn't know how to find him. <laughs> she obviously knew because of you know the way in the which she was saying because of because of OTP. Um, apologies to Jordan Valdez because of that cat from the first kiss to the last. Um, um I really he's one of he's like one of our biggest fans. That that was done out of love, not out of money. <laughs> uh, I really feel like uh, she knew where to go because it was the anniversary of his parents' death. Was, was it the anniversary? anniversary? I don't think it was the was anniversary. It wasn't. Isn't? I think he just did it for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, if you go, it was a very important night for your parents. Like he kept you, emphasizing it over and over and over because again. they're redoing the night. Which, if you okay. go back to um the episode where Selena stabs Jeremiah, that was episode four, right? Yeah. Selena. Um. Yeah, Dom points out to me that, like, Jeremiah says under his breath, he's going to love it. He's going to love it. No, he'll hate it. No, he'll love it. And now we know what he was talking about. Yeah. His gift, his gift for Bruce. So. Ugh, I love Jeremiah so much. He was so good. I was um, tweeting the entire episode. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, anyway, yeah. Um, Selena, I like her helping Bruce to kind of like atone for what she said two episodes ago about, Oh, I didn't care when your parents died, mm-hmm. which she was lying about anyway. 
I really um, like that she got to actually move this time instead of just watching. She got to actually, now that she knows who he is and has an emotional attachment to this kid, it's not just like being someone who's just there. She has like an emotional, um, emotional stake in the events that happen on this night versus that night. You have to remember back then she wasn't really a fighter like she is now. Yeah, she was, she would, yeah, she got captured a lot in those early episodes and she, she was just mostly, she would run. She would kind of like yeah. strike and run. Um, and I also love that she was the one who, who did something like Bruce did actually move, but he would not have made it in time. And she was the one who showed up and then showed, Hey, I'm here. And then, you know, they had that exchange. This night is different than that night. <laughs> Way and different. she says Leslie Tompkins. And in the comics, Leslie and Selena had, like, a friendship for a little while. Her dear, oh, dear, dear friend. <laughs> Your dear. <laughs> Let's just call Lee that from now on. Like, whenever we refer to Lee, we'll be like, our dear, dear friend. That would probably get exhausting. Never mind. <laughs> Saying Lee is a lot easier. <laughs> Remember, and I was like, I'm not calling her Lee, it's Leslie, and look at us now. Oh, I remember Dom was so insistent. I listened back to an old episode, and it was, like, really funny. He's like, I'm not calling her Lee. That's fucking stupid. I, I held out as long as I could. It's, yeah. And, and of course, um, I was calling him Gim Jordan, because I was like, this is not Jim Gordon. <laughs> I was like, no, man. My Facebook uh, live. <laughs> Facebook live um, comments. You guys were uh, loving my comments while I was watching the episodes too. Oh no, no that was great. I loved, I love this. <laughs> I'm looking through the Reddit like live discussion as we're talking, and someone's like, "Who is this Zoro guy? Is he supposed to be the Joker?" And then like people oh, are like God. explaining like who Zoro is. Wow. Okay. Bar- Barbara's troll game is on point. Um. <laughs> If we don't have anything else on, like, Nygma and, like, uh, Penguin, I'll just read a few Reddit comments and we'll do Futon Critic. Did we talk about their scene together? Whereas, like, we've done this so many times. I kill you, you kill me, I try to kill you, you try to kill me, sort of thing. And I was like, this is awesome. Because you, I don't know, they've said it before, but I uh, I just love their chemistry in a room together. It's really great. Like, when he was pointing the gun at him. And his finger wasn't even on the trigger. It was on the side of the gun the entire scene. I was all like, Oswald, do you not notice that he's not even really holding the gun? How sad is it that every single person that Oswald has to go to for help, like, wants to kill him? <laughs> like, he goes to Selena and that doesn't work. I am glad that Selena was mad about uh, Tabitha's death, because that did bother me how quickly she seemed to get over it last episode. Yeah, that was, that was a good kind of save of, like, this... This is her actually being aware of it. This is her rightfully caring about it, threatening Penguin over it, because before there was just talk. It was like, no one wants to kill Penguin for Tabitha more than I do. I was like, yeah, you say that, but you know, you're like hanging out with him. <laughs> Here's a good Reddit comment. Someone said, what's more iconic? What? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, but also she was trying to like maneuver her way around. You have to like control your emotions. Mm-hmm. Here's a good Reddit comment. What's more iconic? Jim Gordon's GC, and they like spell it out, GCPD or Bruce Wayne's Jeremiah. 
I'm still saying GCVD because of yeah for the show it said more often. The it's also the final time I can, girl. It's also the final time I can complain about you know they're just so familiar. Jeremiah, not like Velasca or whatever, but you know the J thing. <laughs> Someone says the origin for Batgirl is a bit cooler than the normal one. Which I like Jan brought up like one of our last episodes. She's like, like isn't her other origin the fact that Jim Gordon slept with his brother's wife? And it's like, oh yeah, there is that. Yeah. It's not really her I'm just saying have like the best origins. Someone's guessing that Alfred is secretly clayface in disguise. <laughs> Thomas Wayne has a mullet. Yeah, his parents yeah, are like gray haired people. It's it's like, it's, it's odd it's not a casting choice. Someone says Alfred is a clone. Man, people really thought that like this was not the real Alfred. John Wilson. Well, you remember <laughs> that one time? You remember that one time? Um, he got hypnotized into thinking Alfred was like dead, and it was some other guy. Yeah, yeah, that was in One Bad Day. Yeah, so I could understand why people thought it was someone else in this one. I thought it was someone else in this one. I was like, I wonder where they're keeping Alfred. And then he's like, oh, yeah, he's hypnotized. I was like, oh, okay. Nice to see Edward finally using trigger safety with Oswald. It's like he's just pointing the gun out of tradition at this point. <laughs> remember I told you? Yeah, that's that's just what you just said. That's why I read that one. <laughs> someone says, petition to turn Jeremiah's Mask of Zorro into a full movie. And then someone responds with trilogy. <laughs> Yes. yes. I don't watch it. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, now they're talking about the trailer for next one. Um, anyone want to pull up Futon Critic? <laughs> okay, let's see. To it so I can watch it. Oh, yeah. The trailer. Oh, Jan's going to be mad about the trailer. Never mind. Uh, I'm like not saying it either, but I don't, I, I don't have to. The next one's called. Someone says, they end up there. Nothing shocking. Oh, I love this reference. Someone said Michael Scott's dinner was still more awkward. <laughs> <laughs> my, fav- my favorite episode of The Office. Okay, here we go. So I'm, I'm looking at you on Facebook. Okay. Pulling it up on my Chromebooks. Man, everyone is making a certain prediction. What the? <laughs> I've not seen this episode before, Josh. So like, huh? <laughs> I told you. I, I told you about this. <laughs> Why? Maybe God will forgive us. <laughs> That's why I said, like, uh, Jan's gonna hate this. There's two Barbaras. Daddy. I saw that. And I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> I I told you about that one. You I did tell me it. about this. Yeah, I forgot about it. <laughs> I'm the real Barbara. <laughs> Remember after like Penguin's Umbrella? After I got kidnapped, when I like went away to visit my parents for a while. Well, after <laughs> I've been with them the whole time, and now like I'm back. What's been going on, everyone? Guess okay, what? So the you next... were face the entire time. Say what? You boned Clayface the entire time. <laughs> he impregnated Clayface. Oh. <laughs> um. Okay, so next episode is called Nothing Shocking. Nothing. Not nothing shocking. Uh, Bullock's past comes back to haunt him when he and Garden investigate two murders at Sirens. Meanwhile, Bruce and Alfred explore the tunnels beneath the city, and Penguin Enigma's plans to escape are throttled by the least likely of suspects. 
um, in the episode, nothing shocking. And it only gives you um, one guest star um, probably because it it's really weird because like there is another guest star that's like a big spoiler, but like they already publicly announced that in like their photos. Um, Dan Hadaya as Dix. Um, I will say um, watch Ping. Um, this episode is um, a sequel to Spirit of the Goat, though. Uh, you should watch that before uh, watching this because it touches some of the Bullock stuff. And this episode is also the one of the last ones filmed like they filmed the finale and they filmed like a few episodes before the finale and then like they announced oh you guys have two more episodes that you can do so this episode and the one after it they are like extra ones so it'll be interesting to see like when you're watching it if you could kind of tell that this is you can't really advance the plot in certain ways filler you can't yeah, like, well, will it feel like filler? That's the question. But, uh, like, we used to call them the wheel spinning episodes, but, like, the series had already finished. Like, they hadn't wrapped for good. Like, they were in the middle of filming the finale when, like, this was announced that they, they can do this. And the writers had said that they had, like, a plan in case they got more episodes. So it's not like they just came out of this out of nowhere, but for the original plan of the season, this episode was not in there and this episode was like done after they filmed like the series finale. So it's interesting to watch it with that in mind. So, but let's talk about them two Barbaras. No, we're <laughs> du- good. Double your favorite character. I don't know which one to shoot. Shoot Flux though. Shoot Flux. <laughs> Be safe. I must shoot them both. <laughs> That's one way to get out of eighteen years of child support. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. Let's 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 uh, uh let's let's, let's oh, bring this oh, uh, let's let's bring this drunken train to a halt. Wow! Uh, I, Josh, what is wrong with you? He's watched so, five seasons so. of Gotham. <laughs> I was fine. Yeah, I was normal before this. <laughs> I was just talking about the brand Spider-Man's like Silver Age girlfriend and why I was angry at her for existing. Now I make fun of homeless cops. <laughs> Who knows what kind of man I'll be after this show is over? Why do we hate Betty Brant again? Um, she was a hypocritical girlfriend, and she cheated on her boyfriends, and she did bad stuff. Does she still do this? Yeah, not as often because she's not the focus of stories as often. <laughs> Does she continue to do this? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, Does like she not as she's become a better person, or is she yeah. just like there's going to be two of her in the next in the next issue of Spider Man? <laughs> <laughs> Has she been cloned? She's, she's not been cloned. No, You're she's welcome. not been cloned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she left her husband on their honeymoon to be with her ex boyfriend. Name is Peter Parker. Yeah, and then um, and then when the and then when that said husband and her like reconciled, she cheated on him with somebody else, and like she came home one day and like he was like packing the bags and she's like, "Where are you going? Don't you care about our marriage?" And he's like, "You're cheating on me with a guy in jail. Why are you saying that I don't care about this marriage?" And he's like, I'll make you a deal. We'll stay if you look in the eyes and say that I'm the man that you love. And she, like, doesn't look at him. And he, like, gets in the cab, like, okay, bye. And she's like, I do love you, but it's never enough. 
<laughs> so basically what she needs is a poly relationship because she can't do the single the mono thing. That's probably, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> She'd be very much like, happy. But, back, like, but also, like, she's I very possessive. I have five boyfriends who all worship me. <laughs> but she's very possessive for her boyfriends talking to other women while she, like, dates other men. She's like, you are, like... Why are you sitting next to that girl? It's like because we're in class and she's in my class. We're we're like literally classmates. I have nowhere else to sit. Like you're cheating on me with her. I've literally never cheated on you ever and you're cheating on me openly right now. That's not the point, Peter. <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like we're doing amazing Spider-Man classics again. So until next time, this is Josh. This is Don. This is Jan. And get ready for double the Barbaras next week on the Gotham Chronicle podcast. I hate you so much. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of Barbaras in this. Innocent say I keep a check. She was a bad, bad, nevertheless. Calling it quits now, baby, I'm a wreck. Crash at my place, baby, you're a wreck. And people need to slow their roles. Oh, shit! Spider-Man won the Oscar! Yes! Take that! Oh, 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 oh. Wait, who? Oh, Yay! this racist asshole who boycotted the movie because Spider-Man's black. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, I'm Did anyone one tell him that he was also Hispanic? Ah, uh, oh, oh. Years ago we did, and he's like, and he's gonna be gay too. Just you wait. And he looks like Obama. That doesn't have to be all of that. Oh, oh, beautiful! Oh. This is all I wanted. This more than Black Panther. Oh man! Oh, oh. Yeah. Black Honestly, Spider-Man I, I, wins. I, I think I'm kind of with you there. Oh, it's a slit. It seriously deserved it too. Like Incredibles Two was all right, but like it was the best animated film I saw. For this? Yes. No, I want to get one with the light. <laughs> T- tell me you. Uh, T- t- tell me you recorded that. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm half considering. Uh, I'm yes. half considering leaving that in the bloopers. <laughs> yes, leave it in the bloopers. That's a win. We're a comic book show. Yeah, yeah. It's just into the Spider Fucking Verse. Oh man, yeah. what a. Uh... I still haven't seen it yet. It comes out. On, it comes out on, on a, a release. Netflix. Um, DVD and Blu-ray this week. I really should have watched it in theaters though. I, I feel really bad about that. I just have I haven't even gone to watch Aquaman, and that's Jason Momoa dripping wet for two hours. <sighs> I, I want someone to confront, him. like right now, to say this movie won an Oscar. What do you have to say for yourself? And he's gonna say something about libtards and like <laughs> you got it. It's almost as if you know him or people like him. <laughs> he he did a YouTube video yesterday where he talked about his for like a straight minute and I was like what the fuck <laughs> and how sad he was that it was so small he was like Brie Larson hates my p- well my p- is epic and my p- is above average and my p- <laughs> is not <laughs> l- l- yeah, he was talking about his p- like he was Trump he's like my p- is above average my p- is great my p- is not evil and I was like shut up and it's like but yet I watched him so who's laughing now I guess <laughs> yeah you give him that revenue <laughs> I guess <laughs> I <sure>. do <laughs> you give him all that revenue I guess I do yeah oh 
Josh, Bow won short animated film. Remember that? Yeah, that really weird thing where the mom, who I thought was a dad, ate its kid. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, I, I liked it. It's really yeah. funny because a lot of people were like, yes, I, this resonates with me on a cultural level. And then most white people were like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, like Josh was up for Asians were all like, yeah, it's because it's not for you, bitch. That's fine. It, it doesn't have to be for me. Like, I, I enjoyed it. I'm not mad at it for existing. I just like, I totally thought that was a guy. <laughs> Until, you thought that until I, we were on the phone like, like, like hours later or I think days later because I saw it after a few days after you did I famously like miss a lot of really obvious stuff and like lots of movies that Don has to point out to me like I did not realize that like Mark Hamill was like in Kingsman playing like a major character until like Don Stella and Chris told me and again after you had met the man <laughs> although he didn't have a beard when you met him <laughs> and then there, and then um, there was. I saw what um, men want with my sister and my brother like a few weeks ago, and I was like, "Oh man, this actress is familiar. I wonder where I know her from." And I looked, "Oh, she's freaking Cookie Lion from like uh, Empire." <laughs> and then There's going to be comes- you revisitation. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be like, anyway, oh my god, that scene with Barbara. Oh my god, Black Panther won the Oscar. It's like, what about Barbara? What about Barbara? What about Barbara? Wakanda, Wakanda forever. <laughs> <laughs> Wakanda forever! <laughs> that, that, that's where, like, Penguin's submarine with, like, Riddler and Barbara, like, winds up. <laughs> He's like, now, I will take over this, like, country. And they instantly get their asses kicked. And Barbara's like, I have a glowing hand. I am the demon's head. And they just, like, cut off her hand right then and there. Like, ah! One oh. more word, I shall feed you to my children. <laughs> Let's get out of here, school! I'm kidding, we're vegetarians. <laughs> <laughs> Riddler's like, what has six legs and runs as fast as it can? What? Us! Let's get out of here! <laughs> get the fuck out. <laughs> Sometimes you say things and I just stare at my phone. Oh, I'm sorry. Who was it? Green book. Are you serious? Green book. No way, really? That's going to be a riot. That's the wrong color. It's not green book, it's black book. And by book, I mean panther. Seriously? What? No, why? Yikes. Gross. The Academy is trash. Oh! Let it, it, it begins. Oh! You know what? At least it was nominated, and at least Spider-Man won. Like, I'm I, I'm not thrilled, but this isn't like when Trump won the election, where, like, our lives are... No, it's not like when Trump won the election, and, and I'm probably <laughs> yeah. rocks, but, like, I'm watching the, I'm watching the, the responses pour in on Twitter. And everyone I know and care about is having none of this. <laughs> Connie from Steven Universe is like, what? No, why? 
<laughs> Are we sure the envelope didn't say Black Panther? Someone said. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing a lot of like gifts. A lot of people angry. Ah, oh, boy. Five years down the line, we are going to remember Green Book over Black Panther, someone sarcastically says. If, um, because I saw Black Panther, Vice, and Black Klansman, and I, I liked all those movies. I think Black Panther would have been a better choice in those movies, but Green Book, all I heard was that it was such a, like, white, savory kind of movie that, like, it was kind of like, it was like of, of a crash-esque kind of choice. They're both color movies. Can't maybe they? Maybe the person was just colorblind when they read the thing. I demand a recount. And by a recount, I mean I demand. Someone posted. <laughs> oh man, this is fun. This 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 made me laugh. This, someone, posted, wait, wait. someone posted that. <laughs> what? Can, oh, okay. Let me check the window. <laughs> what the fuck? Out of all the pictures that could win, I know. Really? <sighs> because he already won best supporting actor. It was oh man, that is disappointing. Wait, so Maharshala was the supporting actor in that film? Yes. Jesus Christ. Oh, her name I can't say. Mahersha. Oh, that is disappointing. We were... To think... Some of us... To think we've already lived through one crash. Oh, God. <laughs> that thing that you posted, like, my browser's being slow loading it, so let's see. This person has, like, a Muppet as their uh, avatar. A hippo muppet. Okay, Oscars. Maybe he will, but we won't deserve well, it. Well, God forgive having us. Having a stroke <laughs> to happen, David. <laughs> oh, God. All right, we're, we're, where's the vat of acid? We're all going to jump in after Jeremiah now. Yeah, sounds good. Green Book and more like the white pages. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I am enjoying the salt. The salt is the, the salt is cathartic. Ugh. There's like so many. Nobody's having this. This is so upsetting. This is so. <laughs> two crash two. <laughs> Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande says fuck. Then she said bullshit. Then she says literal bullshit. Ariana Grande is not happy. <laughs> if, 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 Black Panther, if Black Panther and, and Spider-Man got shut out, I would have been bad. But like, uh, you're right, at least Spider-Man won. If one of them had no, to win... No, my friend put up a picture I'm, I'm, of Into the Spider-Verse and said, Suck it, Disney. And I put, Marvel is also owned by Disney, FYI. <laughs> Still making money. Oh, man. Okay, apparently that was a fake Ariana Grande account that said that shit. Because I just looked at her real account to see if she was still being salty. Someone she put, like, uh, uh, Green, uh, Green Book over Black Panther is like the Electoral College versus the popular vote. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, uh, this is why I love the internet. <laughs> 
I'd be more disappointed if it wasn't for the salt. The salt is at least making this interesting. This, this makes me feel better. If, it, if everyone's like, Green Book Hooray, I would have been like, ugh, humanity. No, everybody knows it's bullshit. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Like, if it was another movie of color, I would not have had a problem. Yeah, Black Lansman, that would have been cool. Black Lansman would have been hilarious. Um, Frickin' Roma, because it's like, it's a raw film. But no, they just went with the Oscar bait. I'm seeing if said anything yet, because he, like, did not want Black Panther to win, because he's a racist son of a bitch. So far, he hasn't said anything. <laughs> well, snap me out of existence. <laughs> Dan Slot says, I don't know what you're all talking about. I shut off the Oscars after the memoriam. <laughs> Smart man. Someone says, check the envelope again. Maybe Moonlight actually won. <laughs> <laughs> I understood that reference. Okay, Cap. <laughs> uh, somehow this... We have to take like a whole minute to sit here and process that the movie that deserves the the Oscar didn't get it. I should leave like all of this in, not like... For posterity. <laughs> yeah, like just like... Plus, hear the Gotham Chronicle like podcast cover the Oscars. It'll be like that. Like it was like three months of the podcast where we covered the election for some reason. Like, <laughs> just put it in the bloopers. Just like us being like really sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this is all like this is bullshit. But then like in the background, it's <laughs> so it's like oh they're not really angry. Vulcan Skull are playing in the background. Wakanda forever. <laughs> I'm disappointed, but like but like um. Again, the salt is really making this thing easier to swallow. Somehow, this is Gordon's fault. <laughs> as, he, as, he, as he puts on his director's beret. <laughs> I actually like his episodes, though. Has he has, have we seen his directed episodes this season? And then we know that he. How. He, and we have this crazy idea of how Gordon is. So whenever Ben writes, we get like 90 times that. And it's like... <laughs> he's, he's, he wrote the last episode that they filmed, which is going to be... Um, it's the last one filmed, but it's not the last like episode. That one airs the week after this coming week. So... Um, <laughs> only have two episodes left? Say what? We only have two episodes left? It's the last one produced, not the last one that they're airing. Oh, okay. So, like, there's there's going to be three more episodes after that one. So we have five episodes left. Um, but the one... So this is episode seven. Episode oh. nine... Episode nine is, um, is, is written by Ben McKenzie, and it's another, like, Jim Gordon is the worst person in the world episode. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sam Jackson's reaction when he sees Green Book. Oh, he's the one who announced it? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, wait, what? Because, like, he wasn't in that movie, but he, like... You know he's he's a, he's an African American actor from the MCU, and he that would have been so symbolic. I thought he already announced the the, the uh, that was screenplay because he was hugged by Spike Lee. Yeah, but here's the thing: like you're you you play Nick Fury, 
you're in like almost every MCU film ever, and then they tell you to go and announce the thing, and then it's it's Green Book. <laughs> he he's genuinely surprised, you guys. Like here, let me. Do I have Skype on this yeah. thing? Jesse Garrett said a Sony Spider-Man film has won an Oscar. I bet Disney is overjoyed. That is the thing, though, yeah, because like it's it's a Sony film which has been like lambasted for a while now. Yeah. Wait, that's Sony. So, so it's complicated, but basically, like Sony makes Spider-Man movies because Disney. Well, before Disney bought Marvel. Marvel gave Sony the rights to make Spider-Man movies. So Disney can't make a Spider-Man movie without Sony co-producing it. And this is um, a movie that Sony made all by themselves without, like, Disney's help. Oh, okay. And walked away. <laughs> I would have walked off. He <laughs> He's like, this can't be right. It's like, his his eyebrows, like, oh boy. (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah, he's with with Brie Larson, that's cool. Oh, man. With Brie Larson? Oh, God, that is like insult to injury. Ah, They were were ready to give it to to BP. Yeah. Oscar's so green. Her face, she's like, wait. What? Okay, screw it. I'm not going to edit out the explicit. I, I, I can't edit out all the F-bombs. This will take too long to edit. So, like, this is just going to have to be, like, an explicit podcast. <laughs> well, when Dawn did it, all the F-bombs were in anyway. After my yeah. edit, it's just too hard for me to do it. I, I like to I like to edit some of the stuff just to, like, make it sound more seamless. But, like, for this blooper section... Um, I'm not gonna have time to like listen and edit like this entire Oscar thing to make it coherent. So I'm just gonna like leave the Oscar part like at the at the end of the podcast, completely like uncut our reactions. Oh, I'm so mad. I'm so mad that they got Sam Jackson and Brie Larson to announce this. Yeah, they had this. Oh, move I've ever seen in my life. That sucks so hard. <laughs> They've got like these Marvel people up there, and then they announce Green Book. It's like, haha, let's cock tease everybody. You might as well say, and to, and to present the best picture, here is the daughter of Stan Lee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the award and goes to the Green Book. <laughs> I, I wonder if that's why he was surprised because, like, maybe like he heard something advanced that, like, oh yeah, Black Panther's gonna win. Like, just a heads up. Like, maybe there was some like buzz that, like, it was gonna win. Spoiler alert! And then, like, <sighs> Mike Kaiser said uh, they, they played Stanley the Memoriam, but the Memoriam was with Superman music. <laughs> the greatest In memoriam. And you cut to like the conductor and his Ben McKenzie. <laughs> <laughs> 
Excelsior! <laughs> I'm, I'm still recording. That's that's in there. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now 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 I'm pressing stop. I'm sorry. <laughs>